Hagen of Shabbos Parashas Shemini. This week's Parashas is a lot going on. We have kosher fish and kosher animals. We also have the, the story of the death of Nadav and Aviu, Aaron's two children, Gedalia Hadar. And uh, this is something that's very relatable to every single year in Klaisrael this week. Um, we lost uh, Chaim Kanievsky. And uh, he was very unique in that uh, he's, he just made contact with like everybody. Everyone was just able to go in and get a bracha, which is, uh, it could be I'm wrong, but like, that's like unparalleled in history, just the openness that he had to, to everybody. And, and um, the response that Aaron, the Aaron Hakoyan had was, he's the quintessential paradigm of responding to something like this. So let's see what we can learn from Aaron Hakoyan. What did Aaron Hakoyan do? Sarah tells us, He was quiet. And Chazal said that he, he got tremendous char, and it's a, a, an applauding thing, and we hold Aaron up to as the role model for how to respond in the face of a tragedy. And Rabbi Saul Reisman, last year, on this week's parasha, asked something fascinating. He said, why is not the greatest possible response that someone can have, that Aaron Akain could have had to the death of his children? The Gemara tells us in Brachas, The same way we make a bracha on good, that's how we should make a bracha on bad. The Chayra, according to that, the greatest possible response that a person can have to a loss, to a tragedy, to something as fundamental as this, as, as earth-shattering and, and heartbreaking, would be a bracha, uh, the way that Aaron would have made a bracha on Toiv. But he was passive. And that seems to be the perfect response. The question is, why is that absolutely the greatest response that he could have had? He could have done a, high, a level higher. He could have been making brachas. He could have been singing and dancing on, on, the, on the Ra, just like he would have the Taif. It's an incredibly high level, but we're talking about the highest level. We're talking about Aaron the role model for such a situation. And if you saw Reisman said that Aaron did exactly what he was supposed to do, obviously. And the question is why? And the answer is that Aaron realized that Nodav and Avi were not just his children. They were his children and that was a loss like, like nothing else. And for that, Aaron would have actually made a bracha on the Ra like the Toif as Aaron However, he realized that these were also the Bnei Aaron. The Gedele Hadar. They died of Mises Nashika. The Neshama just the fire flew into the nostrils. That's where the Neshama goes. From just a pure exuberant Kirvas Elohim. He realized that this is not just a personal loss. This is a loss to Kalal Yisrael. This is not just about me. By me, I could say, oh, I see that this is also, there's there's good behind every bad. Not, there's nothing bad that comes from the Rabbanu Shalom. This is only a lack of, of, of a chef of the Rabbanu Shalom. I, I can find in myself something good. But I can't walk around, walk into other people's levias and being, oh, yeah, mazel tov, make a bracha, make a bracha. No, of course not. That's only on, on things by ourselves. And Aaron couldn't realize that his children, the loss of his children was more than just his loss. It was a loss to everybody. It was a loss to Klai Yisrael. Um, I'm sure everyone's heard the grasshopper story with Rav Chaim. If you didn't, ask somebody. Everyone else knows it. Uh, but there's a... Uh, Rav Chaim was not like... He, he was definitely about Moifus, but I don't think he would have uh, been excited by the fact that he was in Pal Moifus. And yes, he was uh, doing miracles, like like Rav Yashiv said, like, like from the times of the Rishonim. Like, crazy, crazy things. But he was a Bantaira. And, and you know, you know, you know Rechaim was a, was a cruel man. He sat in Yeshiva and he learned. That's what he did. If you want to, if you want to figure out what all those guys are doing in the mirror, they're doing what Rechaim did. But uh, there's a Misa that you probably didn't hear. It happened to a neighbor of mine. His wife was expecting a baby. 
And in the first, first few months of pregnancy, the doctors told them that this baby does not have a chance. If you do go through with this pregnancy, with this birth, not only will the baby not survive, it can endanger the mother. And they went for a second and third and fourth opinion, but this is what all the doctors were saying. And they went to their place over here in Omarashkol. And the Rav said, according to everything that the doctors are saying, we have to go for an abortion. This is Pukuach Nefesh. And this baby at this stage um, is murdering his mother. So that was the Psach. Um, but he said, before we do anything, we have to go to Rav Chaim. We have to run the Shaila Bayim. And maybe he'll give you some chizah, give you a bracha. So, Kachava. Um, they, they scheduled an appointment. The Rav had connections. And, uh, and, and my neighbor and his Rav went to go see Rav Chaim. And his, his Rav wrote out the entire spiel, top to bottom, every single step of the, like, the entire medical report and what all the doctors said. And he asked, what should we do? And Rav Chaim sat and he, he read the letter. And when I gave Rav Chaim a letter, I was floored that he actually read it. But he sat and he read the whole letter. And he said, um, he turns to the father and looks him square in the eye so that there would be no confusion. And he said, Harofim enam yodim mashahim umrim. The doctors have no idea what they're talking about. He said, go ahead with the birth. Baby's going to be fine. Mother's going to be fine. And I gave him a, gave him a bracha v'atzlacha. And the, the, the Rav just, you know, double-checked. Like, are you sure? And Rav Chaim said, this is the psak. Everything is going to be okay. They went back to the hospital. They told the doctors, uh, we'd like to proceed uh, with the regular birth. And the doctor said, excuse me? Said, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, our rabbi told us. So what do you, like, look, I mean, look, this is, but the, the, the numbers don't lie. Science doesn't lie. This is, these are the facts on the table. And they said, this is the psak we got. This is what we're going with. This, this is Rav Chaim. Rav Chaim. And they said, we're taking no responsibility for this. And they said, we understand. And they had to sign their life and sign papers that the doctor, that they were going against the doctor's recommendations. And they went ahead with the, with the, with the pregnancy. A few months later, the baby was born premature. The mother had stayed in the hospital for a couple of months recovering. Healthy baby, healthy, healthy mother. I just did the kids up sharing a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we, that, that, that's what we lost. That's that's Vayu De Mara, and it's not a loss. It's, it's, and it's personal to every single member of Kali Israel. But uh, Rav, Chaim's house was, uh, Rav Chaim's house was something else. His, his fridge, you could just walk in there and take any, anything out of the fridge whenever you'd like. And uh, the same neighbor has a yarmulke from Rav Chaim. I was like, what are you doing with Rav Chaim's yarmulke? She said, I wanted a souvenir. So this is when the Rebetzin was alive. He asked the Rebetzin, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, uh, you know, the Rosh Shiva, the, it wasn't Rosh Shiva, maybe, maybe Rav Chaim has an extra... Yamaka that I could have, so she said, no, "Come with me." And she brought she brought my neighbor into the bedroom, and she's fiddling through the drawers trying to find an old yamaka. And Chaim was sleeping right there on the bed. And you know, the half hour that I slept, whatever it was, and she in the back of the drawer she found the yamaka, takes it out, takes the yamaka off of Rav Chaim's head, puts on the other one, slides it under, and he gives the yamaka straight off of Chaim's head to this random person from Yerushalayim who just wanted a souvenir. That is a pella digger story. Like, I, I, do, I, I don't know what to make of that. Uh, our job is to silently grow ourselves and to fill the void of that the Torah that Rav Chaim encompassed in this world. It's looking for somewhere to go. Now, now's our chance to take a hold of that spirituality, that Kedusha, that, that elevation, that Torah, and, uh, and, and harness it. And very soon, Bezer Hashem, we will greet Mashiach. 
and uh, dance with Avchaim and Mashiach and Dover Melch to the base of Mekdash Ben Hervia Menu. Amen. Good Shabbos.